it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, with the conclusion of the 21-22 season, we look back at the best moments on and off the ice. Be tuned. Season 3, Episode 84 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Croshaw with you today. Chase, how are you doing on this very last episode of Season 3? I'm definitely, you know, chilling. Um, looking forward to getting Season 4 rolling, which is just crazy to say. Um, three seasons, three Stanley Cup appearances, two wins, a uh, bunch of very good listen to episodes. We appreciate all of our great listeners great supporters out there um you know this has been a very fun ride thus far we could not do it without you guys and we're really looking forward to starting season four with some some exciting things coming not just for us but for the network as a whole um you know it's going to be a little it might be a little different going forward um for personal specific personal reasons for mike um but yeah it's it's going to be an, an exciting ride I'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah i had to announce to you guys that i'm stepping and i'm not stepping down <laughs> come on uh i'm just moving so these in-person uh, episodes that Chase and I have been doing, not going to be uh, not as often. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Chase will come down and visit, and uh, I'll be back up here as well. So uh, we are going to have some more in-person videos, but for the uh, near future, the videos will no longer, or not videos, the podcast will no longer be recorded in person. So... You might see Chase sounds a little bit more sorrow because he can't see this beautiful face, but yeah, that's it. Nonetheless, um, we're still going to be having a good time over here at the Bolts broadcast. Starting with season four next week, we are going back to two episodes a week. It's going to be a lot of fun and really looking forward to seeing how the Bolts do this upcoming season. But the 2021-2022 season has officially ended, which means we get to take back uh, take a look back at everything that happened from, you know, on the ice, off the ice, the playoffs, the regular season, all-star games, all of that. Get to look at all of it now. So, Chase, let's talk about some of our favorite memories. Um, I also would like to throw in an honorable mention, most, like, cringe, terrible memory, too, at the end, if I could. So, uh, okay. we'll start with you, though. Any memories that stick out? So, you know, there's a few things that, I, that I've definitely got in mind. Um uh, you know, I, I don't want to steal anything from, from your spotlight, but of, of course, you know, us making the Stanley Cup Finals for a third year in a row, um, that was awesome to see the Lightning do that. Sucks that it fell short the way it did, but, 
you know, I'd been talking about this for years. Colorado Avalanche was only a matter of time, and sure enough, their time has come, and it's gonna gonna be their time for a couple more years. Lightning are still gonna be in that that path for sure, and it was good to see that you know, even with a, a really different roster than previous years and injuries, they still did a pretty damn good job fighting. Um, so that was definitely a you know a high moment. Um, then there's various ones throughout the year, but honestly, I think my favorite moment of everything so far has not even involved the Tampa Lightning. I personally just loved the Shane Wright stare down of yeah. the Montreal Canadiens at the draft. That that's mm-hmm. my whole fa- favorite thing of everything that happened in this twenty the twenty one twenty two hockey season, including the twenty two NHL draft. because um, like technically the twenty two NHL draft is um it's a precursor to the like the NHL offseason begins on like, you know, once free agency starts. So it's mm-hmm. part of the part of the season technically still. Um but we're even in count free agency and stuff anyway, I would assume. But anyway, that um that that moment where the guy who I had pretty safely since my number one player. I, I like Savkowski a lot, and I think he can do some good things in the NHL, but I, I, I don't know how you take anybody but Shane Wright, that top pick, and somehow he falls to four, and he gives a stare down that, that he did to Montreal. It was just, mm-hmm. it's great. That, that kid's going to go and do some stupid things in the league. Um, I'll give a Tampa-related one first, and that's going to be the stellar performance from Nick Paul, specifically in Game 7 of that Toronto series. Uh, his first goal was something I thought I would never see a guy like Nick Paul pull off. And crazy. then... He, he Crazy. Like, I don't know what it was. And then getting the game winner as well. It was awesome to see. That was a moment where us, as the Bolts broadcast, we continue to pride ourselves as, hey, the reason the Bolts are doing so well is because we're doing this podcast. Obviously, that's not true, but... Um, I thought you were going to Nick Cassianos me. I said we, we pride ourselves. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, I, we were worried. We were worried, to say the least, uh, when Toronto got up so uh, early and then being able to come back and Nick Paul to do it. Nonetheless, that was an awesome moment for me. But I got to agree with you, Chase, when it comes to the NHL draft. Um, Shane Wright stared on great, but I think really it's just the first 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we had like two or three trades. Uh, we saw Slavkovsky go one, Namich go two, and then, you know, we're thinking Shane Wright. He's going to Arizona. Logan Cooley uh, really locked out here. And no, Logan Cooley still went number three, even though Shane Wright fell. So uh, a lot of fun there in the NHL draft. And, you know, that moment right there, that like, I, I can understand why New Jersey doesn't want to go Shane Wright because Namich is my number right. like, two player in this draft class and has the highest upside of all defensemen. So I, I don't have any issue with their pick at all. When it comes to Arizona picking Cooley instead, I think it's more of a, Okay, well, we've done so much research on this on this Cooley kid because we just knew he was going to be our guy. Mm-hmm. Like what we've everything we've done has been preparation for him. Do we change that course last minute? And they decided not to. That's what it really feels like to me. So then Seattle just locks into the, to the number one player in the draft, and now they have an elite top two centers with Maddie Beniers and Shane Wright down the road. So just that whole thirty minutes really led to a lot of chaos, and e- even Cutter Gauthier going as high as five. Like I know there was more mm-hmm. more rumblings about that as it got closer to the draft, but. Still a bit surprising to see. It, it, was, it was definitely um, that it was definitely chaos to start the draft, and it slowed down a little bit. It's hard to live up to that hype early on, but it was still uh, you know a pretty entertaining day for sure. And then the couple weeks right after the NHL draft, too, absolutely electric. Johnny Gaudreau leaving, going to Columbus of all teams, crazy. Yeah. Then we see the Jonathan Huberto and Matt Kachuk trade go down. That's a big one, and there's just a lot of things in the offseason season that took place early on that were awesome to see. And, you know, the past month hasn't been as entertaining, but to get the entertainment we did between the draft and the first couple weeks of free agency 
when have we had that in recent years? Haven't. Exactly. We just, so. we just, we just haven't. Like, it, it's been so fun. The last really big free agency, yeah, Tavares signing was, like, big, but everyone kind of saw it coming. The last really big one prior to that was the Brise Suter, which was 2013, I think, mm-hmm. 2012, whatever it was. Like, that was a long time ago. So it's really been a while since free agency's had a splash, and then all these trades, Calgary somehow getting worse and then way better in, in, in the span of, like, two weeks. It just made no sense. It, it was just... It, it was it was a pretty fun off season. The NHL year, of course, was great. Um, it was a more active off season, though, so it really sticks in your mind a lot more, especially since it happened a lot more recently too. But when you look back on the playoffs, like for the Lightning, that Toronto series was just a really fun one. It was great to just mollywop the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, great to make it to our third straight Stanley Cup final. But it, it was just it was definitely in. I don't know what the right word I'm looking for is. It was, a, I guess, an emotion-filled season because there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs, you know, here with, with the Lightning. There was moments where, man, we look like the league's best team. Moments where it's like, wow, this is just, like, this is just not good. This is kind of mm-hmm. scary. And then, of course, we put it together and go into the playoffs like we had the last three years and did a really strong job. So hopefully we get more of that in the years to come. It's definitely a promising sign to see how they did it with the team that they did. And I, I, I don't know, it, it just... It's it's really hard to just boil down one specific moment for me other than, like, just that Toronto series for the Lightning, I guess. Right. Um, I, I did want to throw in my cringe moment here. Yes, let's hear it. Uh, I always look forward to the All-Star break, not because of the All-Star game, but because of the All-Star skills competition. Yeah. Like, it can be a lot of fun. And it was a cool uh, setting this time over in Vegas. You know, you got players outside uh, the big fountain. They're shooting cards um, to get points to, you know, play blackjack um, with, you know, accuracy shooting. Love that. But Jerry D, the Family Feud uh, Canadian host, he was just... It was so awkward to watch because he's trying to, like, I guess, like, encourage the players, but he's just doing a terrible job at it. He's like, oh, come on, you guys can do better. Like, you know, saying crap like that. And then I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was, like, an Aaron Eckblad or someone said, hey, Jerry, why don't you come down here and you give it a try? Oh, yeah. Because I remember that. It was just so cringe. I'm like, dude, why are you trying to, like, he was doing, like, friendly chirping. Yeah, why are you trying to chirp trying a, to. an NHL player at an all-star game? Like, it was so embarrassing, and it was one thing that I was looking forward to when it came to the all-stars uh, weekend was to see the skills competition, but anytime they went outside of the actual rink, Jerry D was, uh, you know, talking Gary D, Jerry D. Well, I, don't, I don't know the guy's name. Yeah. I, it's with a G, which makes me think Gary, but I'm pretty sure they pronounced it Jerry. Either way. I completely forgot about that until you brought it up. So it was it was so cringeworthy that any time they went outside of the rink, I had to stop listening. So it was, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that is definitely bad. Man, I, yeah, I, I don't think I watched that live. I think that was my problem. I, I had to go back and rewatch it, so I don't mm-hmm. remember everything as clearly. But uh, No big uh, down moments for you this year? Anything that stands out as like, man, that was not a fun time. I mean, I guess if I had to say one, it it boils down to the brain point injury in playoffs because I think if he plays the whole playoffs, we see maybe at least a better effort in that final round because really there was only one game where I, I thought Tampa put out their best effort. Mm-hmm. So I, that, I guess that's an anomaly is losing brain point, knowing that your chances of winning a cup were hurt that much and they still made as far as they did. So you kind of just want – it leaves you wondering. It's like, 
okay, well, they've gone three in a row. If, if he was there, I, I kind of would have bet on it. Yeah. That, that's probably my biggest down moment. Um, I think also we can take a look at just the ESPN broadcast and yeah. how they handled things. Uh, we were expecting, you know, big things. We looked last offseason at the talent they brought in. We were super excited to see what they could put on display. And we kind of fell short of what our expectations were. So uh, hopefully ESPN learns from how they did this year and continue to get better. Uh, you guys obviously know that Chase and I weren't huge fans of it. And uh, the legendary Doc Emmerich, who we had on the Bolts broadcast uh, in, in season two, uh, he also talked about how ESPN hasn't made the strides that NBC has and uh, really needs to make some moves here if they want to continue to grow the hockey market. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, that's going to do it for the first half of the show. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, got some news around the league, and then also going to be talking about NHL 23. The action never ends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, the DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks much for sponsoring this show. Any sports betting needs you have, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, let's talk about some news around the league. We'll start over in Columbus as one of their young key players not going to be playing this year. Yeah, so I just came across this today. Uh, it was also announced today, I believe. But Alexander Texier, um, a, a nice, young, borderline, like, you know, star type of player for the Columbus Blue Jackets, a player that I'm a big fan of. Um, was You know, was granted a leave of absence last year from the team after an injury and haven't heard much from him since. Well, he will not be playing this season. Per recommendation of the NHL NHLPA substance abuse program, so it sounds like he's been um, potentially going through some things. So we wish Taxi the best of luck. Uh, looks like he probably won't be playing the season. Maybe at some point, if if he gets in the right headspace, he's able to come back, which would be great. Hopefully, that is the case because he's a fun player to watch. Um, but besides that, just him as a human being, hopefully he can figure his stuff out. He's going to spend some time with his family and see if he can kind of recuperate. Uh, you know, just a young kid, only twenty two years old. He's got a got a lot of life, a lot of hockey out of him. So right now, it just it's all about getting getting your head on straight. Absolutely, and that's going to be a hit for the Columbus Blue Jackets too. A guy I know they'd love to have there in their lineup, um, and having all players on board would be huge for them. That's why they brought in Johnny Gaudreau because they feel like they're ready to compete. So uh, this will be a tough blow for them, but like Chase said, hopefully we see him later on in the season once everything has settled down a little bit. But let's not move over to the Chicago Blackhawks. As Are they listening? offers when it comes to Kane? Yeah, so I keep seeing little tidbits here and there saying that, oh, you know, um, the Maple Leafs and the Oilers have engaged in brief talks with 
with the Blackhawks, yes. Patrick Kane. Well, if, if every all 31 other general managers in the league should have at least brief discussions about Patrick Kane. He's kind of still a top 15 player in the league at worst. He's still dominant. So, yeah, of course you got to have that conversation. So, I mean, either those teams are going to get him? No, because they just, I don't know how the hell they're going to make that work. What are you going to trade, trade away William Nylander to do it? Why do the Leafs hate William Nylander so much? I don't know. Why do the Leafs fans hate him so much? I don't know because he's a really damn good hockey player. It makes no sense to me. I'll happily take him, you know, over here for the Lightning. If, if, they, if they don't want him, we'll take mm-hmm. him. But like, I, I don't know where a good fit is. I, I It's going to be tough. For sure, we're going to see Chicago retain 50% of salary. Um, you know, I've seen people trying to say, like, like I, I, not people, I should say. One specific person did a mock trade where it was, um, like, Patrick Kane um, w- with, like, 70% salary retained, which isn't allowed. He can only retain 50% for, like, Michael Bunting, Alexander Kerfoot, and two-thirds. I'm like, nice. yeah, yeah that, that, that'll that'll go through. Yeah, good nice. yeah, good, good trade-off for freaking oh, – made me mad. But it's going to take – Quite a bit because at the end of the day, he doesn't really seem like he wants to leave Chicago. He's happy being there. He's been there his whole career. If he gets moved, um, it's going to have to be worth his time. going to have to be worth Chicago's time because, yeah, he might slow down the rebuild process a little bit, him being there. But at the same time, if you can bring in young talent and they can learn from Patrick Kane, especially how he like changed as a player when he was young to how he is now, he's a very different person. Mm-hmm. If you can learn from a guy like that, that's a huge, it's a huge benefit. So they shouldn't be in any rush to trade him. But I would have to guess that he is going to be moved at some point. Also going to take a hard pass on Toronto and Edmonton. Uh, I I wouldn't mind Edmonton. No, 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 no. Because, no. because they, they still wouldn't win a, a, a cup. Pass still. It, it, McDavid and Kane together, dude, it would be gross. How many times do we need to see elite American players go to Canadian cities? That's How many? Fair. That's fair. Too many. Well, in all fairness, I mean, we've got two elite Canadian centers on our team. Okay, well, the NHL is populated by like 72% Canadian. It's not that high anymore. It's, like, it's only like 49. Let me look it up. Oh, I'm looking let's it up. To, let's go to Elite Prospects, baby. But I, I I, would love to see a Kane, McDavid, Kane line. Three guys that bring yes. can all, all bring unique skill sets and all can move. That, that, would, that would be quite fun. I, I'd be here all for it. Oh, Canada, 42.8% last season. Oh, Canada, 68.9%. Yeah. In, according, in to, according to Quant Hockey. Look right here, Elite Prospects. Everybody that played in the NHL last year. Look right here on Quant Hockey. Yeah, I'm going to trust Elite Prospects. 42.8% Canadian, 274 American, 9.9 Swedish, 5.8 Russian, 5.6 Finnish, 4 Czech, 1.3 Swiss, 0.9 German, 0.6 Slovak, 0.5 Latvian, and then everything else other than that, or Denmark is also 0.5 as well. Um, everything else is one one player, 1%. So Australia, Belarus, France, Norway, Slovenia. So yeah. So my point doesn't really change. There's more Canadians than More Canadians than Americans. Else. Than anyone else. Anyone. Than any one nation, sure. So, yeah. Or even any two nations. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because that goes up to 37.3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Bam. How about any See three that? nations? Still, you could, you could say like Slovenia and there's only 1.1%. <laughs> so, bam. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, now move. What, what was our even point? Oh, Kane. Don't yeah, want to see him go to a Canadian team. 
real, realistic options, um, there's not a lot because of how big of a cap hit it is. So really just somewhere where there's a big market where he could go and play with another like elite player to showcase his skill sets for the final years of his career. That's all I want. I got it. Arizona. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> go play in front of 3,000. He, he, he can go <laughs> play in front of 6,000 less people per night than he did when he played in the OHL. Sounds yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And he gets to play with Logan Cooley. Bam. In like two years. Bam. There's your elite player. So stupid. That's why they took him over Shane Wright. What do I got to say? By the way, did you see the name of the arena was, was, it, was announced? No. Mullet Arena. Mullet? Mullet Arena. Like the hairstyle? Yes. <laughs> That's We're, why Patrick Kane needs to play there. Oh, my gosh. We're putting two and two together here. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Final N- point. NHL 23. The cover gets revealed as Trevor Zegras. I know that that boils your blood. And then Sarah Nurse, uh, you hate Zegras. You think, <laughs> I don't think that I do. he is worse than uh, Matt Cook. Yeah. So yeah, totally. But I, it's not surprising. The NHL they are very large fans of Trevor Zegras. In case you can't tell, they showcase him everywhere he goes. And it's what he like how he plays. It is great for the sport because it showcases mm-hmm. a lot of skill and speed. And that's what the NHL really wants to promote to try to bring bring a new fan. So I one thousand percent understand it. Better than going back to old well, you know, Matthews being on two times oh. in three years. Like, Matthews was just Matthews again. That would have been I saw another, like, I don't know if anyone saw, but EA posted mock covers that their fans created. There's another Matthews one on there. I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah, no, it's time to move on. But, yeah, I've got no issue with it. Um, so, good for Trevor Zagras. And, of course, he's also joined by Sarah Nurse, the sister of Darnell Nurse. So, that was, that was pretty cool. The first time that we're seeing... A female on the NHL cover. I think it might be the first time we're seeing two athletes on an EA Sports NHL cover as well. So, uh, different different kind of waters that were, that were in here. I don't really have an issue with the players being on there at all. Like, like I think those are two good players to represent. You know, both parts of that t- of of you know the game of hockey, the the men's and women's side. But something about it, just like it, just they're out in like I think they're probably out in like California or something. It's got like a tropical mm-hmm. background. Something about that just bothers me. Yeah, the cover does look a little bit weird itself. Um, but the, the two athletes, nice. And I do want to put this in here because I'm sure there's someone screaming at their radio right now, screaming at their phone. Uh, yes, back in, what was it, 2012 or 2013, oh, yes. it was Kane and Taze, but Kane got removed. Yeah. Yeah, so so it was officially yeah. just Taze. Yes. But yes, there was supposed to be two cover athletes, but again, oh, I remember how bad that cover Patrick was. Kane got removed. Do you remember so. how bad that was, both of them holding the Stanley Cup together? Yeah, oh. it's cute. It's so, so bad. I'm so happy that got changed. Um, but, yeah, sweet NHL 23 cover. Um, I totally get the Trevor Zegras thing because you talked about his play style, but also he seems to be the only player that gave any sort of personality whatsoever at the All-Star game. Yes. So to see a guy him and, him on and, and off Hughes. the ice. Jack Hughes both did. Yeah, but to see a guy with personality on and off the ice is something that you need to grow the, grow the game. So You know who would play really great with, with Trevor Zegras? Patrick Kane. I'm okay with that. They bring back the old Mighty Ducks jerseys. Sure, I'm in. Oh, I, I, you'd have me so sold. I really like their orange jerseys, though. Thank you, Ms. Alter. That's fine. Okay, cool. But go back to the Ducks colors jerseys. That's I love those jerseys. Fair. Trevor Zegras can change back to the number forty-six. The only reason I even tolerated him. Now we wear number eleven, <laughs> and now he's dust. Um, but yeah, that 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 that, that would that would be a decent landing spot. I think you'd find a way to make that. Did work. you see Drysdale also changed? He went to six. What was he last year? No idea. But I saw that Anaheim posted that Jamie Drysdale changed to six. Maybe uh, maybe he was eleven. No, defensemen aren't a lot of our number eleven. Uh, he was thirty-four. That's 
kind of does. I like six a lot better, yeah. i got to say. I'm trying to think. Now, the number 11 on a defenseman, I can't even picture, like, what defenseman might have worn number 11. Now I got to look it up. You know how Gosh, ugly that will look? Dang. Even, like, seeing, like, like, Ivan Provorov wear the number nine, like, on defense bugs me. Like, seeing defenseman wear the number 10, that bugs me. Like, the number 11 would look so weird. Yeah. I just don't like the number 11 in general on hockey jerseys. I think it looks better on, like, football jerseys. I just I just don't like it on hockey jerseys at all. Right. They're just so skinny compared to the rest of the size of the jersey. All right. Well, while I'm looking this up, let's talk about NHL 23. And, I mean, we can speculate what's to come, even though, like, well, we've heard absolutely nothing. But you say we've heard nothing, but there was, a, you know, a little picture released with a little phrase on, the, on, their, yeah. on their website. Hockey that. is better when it's played together. And everyone's like, oh, the skates are blue. That means cross-platform's coming. That's, I mean, that's cool, but it does. It doesn't change. It doesn't. It doesn't me. change anything for us because, like, we don't play much online. Even when we do, all of our friends that play the game, which is us and like one other guy, maybe all of Xbox. Mm-hmm. So not really much changes, but it'll be good for um, like if you if you do if you ever heard of LG, which is league gaming, which is like it's like a kind of com- like a type of competitive NHL where you play like as your own individual character. Um, it's better for that because it increases the player pool quite a bit. So if they're doing cross plat or cross play, whatever you want to call it, then yeah, it'll be good for getting more people involved and more people involved in hut and stuff. But I can't imagine much would change for the offline game if that's what they're doing. Right. Which is what makes me nervous. Um, so I looked up NHL defensemen who wear number 11 and it just popped up with, uh, Anze Kopitar, Brennan Gallagher. I'm like, that's not defensemen. Thank you. Those guys that are basically defensemen, I guess. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't see we don't. Active. We don't need it. Good. We don't need to taint our eyes with one. Yeah. Don't see anyone active. Fair. Uh, yeah. Cross platform, like cool, but it should have been on the game like a decade ago. Yeah. That's well, not okay. Maybe not a decade ago. They didn't really figure out that technology until recently. Well, the past five years. Yeah. It, so a decade ago, the they sec- should have been ahead. They they should have. That's fair. The, the the second that it went over to the new console, that's when they should have started right there. Mm-hmm. That that, that would have been cool with that. All right. Um. The big one here. Connected GM GM no. connected. No. <laughs> I mean. No. It it came out back in NHL thirteen, was. Very much improved in NHL. 14. It was great in 14. Remember, remember how fast the sim took in 13? It's like, all right, mm-hmm. I got a sim. So you'd go back out and play your own franchise for half an hour until yeah. the sim finished. Right. Where then NHL 14 was done in three minutes. NHL 14 did a great job with it. And then NHL 15 comes out on the new console with uh, no draft oh. in regular GM mode. I don't need to hear about this, dude. <laughs> and then oh. no no uh, EASHL. It's like war flashbacks. You couldn't have a freaking AHL team in GM mode. It was... Easily the worst game of the series, including the first ever game of the series. They shouldn't have released. They just shouldn't have released a game. No, absolutely not. Um, and then we saw, you know, improvements as we continue to move on. But we still haven't seen a GM connected since NHL 13, NHL 14. But I will say NHL 22 was probably the game with the most advancements compared to its predecessor. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Strictly for sure. because, you know, they had the the roster, mer- or not merging, but roster sharing. Roster sharing, X-Factor abilities, all this stuff are were really implemented and improved on. Yeah. Um, so it definitely was the most improved game in quite a while. So it was good to see that, but there's still plenty of room to grow. Um, I'm going to give two things that I want the most in this game. Uh, will we see it? Probably not. But uh, then if you have a couple that you want to list off as well, that'd be cool. Uh, I'm going to go one GM connected, obviously. Um, but number two for me is 
I am sick of the just black silhouettes that we get when yep. a player gets drafted that you know isn't a real player, doesn't have a picture in the game yet. Give me an auto-generated player face. We see it in Madden. We see it in the NBA or NBA 2K. We see, see it, it in see almost it every game. Yeah, you see, you see it. I see it in, it's in everything but Chell. So that's 100% something that they can do. They just haven't done it. Um, I agree. That's up there. GM Connected, Franchise Connected, whatever you want to call it. That's number one online franchise, whatever that you want to call it. That's number number one. Um, player faces are definitely up there. But one I really want to see is international hockey within franchise mode. Um, hmm. So, like, you could have an Olympic break. You can have guys go in the World Juniors. You have, you know, have all this different stuff. Just, so like, it's more, like, more involved in your prospects, more. You can get more involved scouting. You you know, you can get selected to coach in the Olympics or something like that. You know, like, like that, that type of stuff would be cool. That would be really cool. And you could key it in with like morale you could have like an agent come to you and be like hey this prospect wants to go play in the world juniors you know is that cool if he's like you know on the nhl roster or whatever yeah. is happening then you can you know work on that and then if you have any players in world juniors or in the olympics you can keep track of how that's going as well mm-hmm. how they're performing everything like that it'd be super cool so Franchise hockey manager, it's a like computer game um, where it's all just sim based. Like you can you can build a roster, you can manage national teams, blah, blah blah. And they have like it's pretty involved. They have international breaks breaks and stuff in that. You know, even if you could invent a system like that where I would love to be able to play the games. Even if you couldn't play the games, you could only sim them. Like it'd be a start. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just for now. Like I guess something I feel like it could be done. Yeah. Uh, anything that is in the game right now that you do not want to see return? The current EASHL like um, player like models, I guess, just bring back to like the progression mm-hmm. that if, if they brought back um, like progression and Eshel, I would play the game a lot more. Yeah. And I, I get that they want to go for like the more competitive feel balance. or yeah. But at the same time, if I'm grinding, if I'm putting hours into the game, I want to have a better player than the people that just hop on. I don't want some random equipment that does nothing other than cosmetics. Right. So I, I agree there. Um, and then there was one more thing that came to my mind that I can't quite remember now. I'm just gonna have to let it go. And by the way, that that one might happen because I I've heard some things about um, LG stuff and like apparently yeah, the NHL like EA NHL is listening to LG a lot more about mm-hmm. stuff like they haven't in previous years, but now LG is actually growing to it's just just on Xbox is at ten thousand people, which is a, a decent enough. Like yeah. group for the amount of games and amount of server times they take up playing Eshel, it's the majority of it. So they're starting to listen. Like, all right, what what do you guys want? Um, so it would be cool if, if I know a lot of people that are in the same boat as me on that one for the player progression thing online. So maybe we see that back this year. Maybe, maybe, probably not. It'd be it'd be a lot of fun because yeah. then maybe I'd get back into Eshel because uh, I'm sure we talked about it on the show before, but. NHL 14 was the last time I really dove into EASHL. And like I said, if you want to make it so there's still a competitive balance, make it so you got to progress your player. And for whatever height and weight you are, there's limits to your certain attributes. So you can't have a six foot nine, 29 pound guy get to 99 speed. Mm-hmm. Like, just like if you do that, I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, like FIFA does that. Like, when you build your base guy's size, like height and weight, it changes their base attributes. I, I'm all for that. Or how about this? Skill-based matchmaking when it comes to, like, ranked play or, like, club play, I should say. They they so, kind of do that. Like, if you're just doing drop-ins when it comes to, you know, skill level, like, who cares? But if you're yeah. doing club play, like, I get that you want to have, like, club records versus club records and everything. But if you've got, like, 494 overall players yeah. on one side, 
uh, you should have at least a couple 90s on the other side too. Yeah, the, the, the closer they do that, do that is like, okay, you're in Division Four, so like whatever. So like, you're, you know, you're playing a higher division because you win more games. That that's the closest they come to it. But it's yeah, it's definitely not a linear scale because mm-hmm. you can just luck into playing some right opponents at the right time. Um, I, I I I'd I'd be good at that, but that that'd probably be harder for them to track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. Gosh, I really still can't remember what I was gonna say, but shucks, it's gonna have to. You know, you'll tweet it out later. Maybe. We'll see if I can remember it. Anyways, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, hit him with an outro. I'll hit him with a hockey name of the day, actually. Oh, that's true. We do need to do a hockey name of the day, don't we? Yeah. Uh, Max Ingelfinger. Mox Ingelfinger. Yes, sir. It's not Mox. It's Mox. Max. Mox is a 14-year-old German born forward playing in the U15, U17 league for Dusseldorfer. Um, which is a pretty good sign, actually. Um, so he's a June 25th, 2008 birthday, so he's 14, playing in the 15 and 17 leagues on that roster this year. Um, if he plays legitimate games in the 17s, maybe he's someone that's kind of on the radars of, of some, you know, some German elite teams, maybe some NHL teams down the road, maybe some international games. So Mox Inglefinger is, is a name that you actually might want to keep an eye on. Hey, you're just making stuff up now. I'm Why? looking at his page, and there's nothing here that says it's Mox. It's M-A-X. It's Max. That's, that's how it's pronounced in German. Uh-uh. Not the case. It's not Max Ingelfinger. I didn't say that. It said Max Ingelfinger. You're just a schmuck. That's all you'll ever be. Germans don't pronounce a standard A. Ah. Uh. It's in the off the alphabet's A, B, C, D. Nope. A, 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 A. Nope. It's Max. Yeah, some people's children. All right, that'll do it for the show. Chase, take him out with the outro. Sorry, that was German. My bad. <laughs> Go check us out on Patreon if you want to support us there. That'd be great. We appreciate you guys listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. So you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. We're at Go follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure the Hockey Podcast Network.com. You can follow the Podcast Network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, if you raise five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN for Sandra Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.